Welcome all you Plus Two Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we get to our fantastic, fantastic guest, Mr. Victor Devon of White Elephant, I have to tell you about some of our upcoming shows. This coming Thursday... Yes, there will not be an episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, which, by the way, is usually recorded live every Thursday at Jester's Playhouse. That's 545 Tilton Road, Northfield, New Jersey. Instead, I will be doing all things com. Yeah, comedy, comics, and competition. It's a nerd comedy show hosted by past guests David Pigliomini and Eddie Finn. You can come check that out Thursday at 7.35, because weird times are cool, at Locust Locust Moon Comics. That's 34 South 40th Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Tickets are just $5 with a student ID, or without a student ID, they bump it up to 7 bucks. Oh yeah, $7. Uh, or, if you're in costume, it's just 5 bucks, and it's a BYOB. So come in costume and come see some comedy at the com- All Things Com, Comedy, Comics, and Competition. That was a stupid for me to try that tongue twister. But once again, that's Thursday at 7.35 at Locust Moon Comics. If you want to see all of Plus Two Comedy, come see us at ZenkaiCon 2014. That's April 25th through the 27th at the Lancaster County Convention Center. That's 25 South Queen Street in Lancaster, PA. We'll be doing some stand-up comedy there, so be sure to come out. Also, May 3rd is Free Comic Book Day. Yes, come get your free comics. You can get them at Jester's Playhouse. Also, you can get them at Level Up Entertainment in the Hamilton Mall, where we will be doing stand-up comedy and an episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. So be sure to come out to the Hamilton Mall on Free Comic Book Day, which is May 3rd, 2014. Free stuff plus free Plus Two Comedy. That sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's, it's, it's because it's pretty awesome. That would be why. Also, we have a very special premium episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming up. Yes, we do. It's going to be April... 24th, I almost forgot the date, April 24th, it's this third Character Select Showcase featuring Plus Two Comedy, all of us, Vegas will be there, along with past guests David Pigliomini and John Minus, so be sure to come out to all those things that I just listed, because my mouth is now dry from having yelled them into this microphone. Also... This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon.com. Please click the banner below and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Whew. All right, now I can talk about the good stuff. We had Victor on. Victor was a fantastic guest. We were live at Twisted Worlds Presents Vixens and Villains. It was that fantastic uh, alternative reality... Alternative reality... Alternative Lifestyle, I'm all screwed up today, Alternative Lifestyle convention that we went to. We had some great shows there, little small intimate shows, but those are always fun. And Victor was there from White Elephant to tell us about his burlesque troupe, White Elephant. Uh, Just so you know, we are talking about burlesque, and we're at Twisted World, so there's not a lot of swearing, but the the topics get a little filthy. So just so you know, this one's kind of not safe for work. But if that's cool with you, then without any further ado, take it away, 
Kirby Crackle. We're on the road, we're going home to the place where wild nerds roam with pretty girls and dudes and kids. Going to cons is our escape. It's like Mega Bucky's in a star-filled sky where you can be all your heroes and none of them fly. We're on the road, Who's ready for a podcast? Awesome. That's usually how many people we usually have, so this is good. <laughs> this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, TV's Noah, and we are live at Twisted World Presents Vixens and Villains. <laughs> yeah, this is our first time here, so thank you so much for our fantastic welcome. That feel really good. <laughs> uh, I am joined by the cu- creepy cameraman to my dungeon scene, Mr. Will Liam. How you doing, Will? Is there a cameraman there? There shouldn't be, ever. <laughs> no, there shouldn't. Exactly. How you doing, Will? Uh, I normally have a table in front of me, so now I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, I know. I'm really this. awkward. I, wanna I have like idle hands. like They just start doing stuff. <laughs> I don't have anything to do. I should take up knitting. Yes, you should. That'd be great. Just do that right here. And our special guest this week, he is a member of the White Elephant Burlesque Society. Are you a society? Yes, we are a society. Ooh, oh, an entire society. Yeah. Victor Devon's here. Give it up for Victor. <laughs> yes, I, I am actually the director. Thank you. Oh, you're I, the director. But I just got demoted in like three seconds. I really appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't it's, know no, it's quite all right. Is that official since he said it? No, no, it's not binding. It is actually not legally binding. I still own the incorporation notes, so I think I'm good. So are you a society <laughs> or a corporation? We, well, uh, legally, we are a corporation, so the checks say corporation, but we okay. do business as White Elephant Burlesque Society. You don't see a lot of checks that say society. Well, no, because that would be too long, because that would be the White <laughs> Elephant Burlesque Society Corporation, and that's just too much. Yeah, that's a bit too much. It's a bit much. So what is the White Elephant Society. Wait, Tell us about that. Um, well, uh, performing. <laughs> we've been performing for this is our eighth year uh, mm-hmm. performing um, on the Eastern Seaboard. We many of us live in New Jersey. Some of us live in yes Jersey, um, yeah, pro- Jersey Pride. Uh, some of us live in New York. Some of us live in Virginia. Some of us live in Pennsylvania. Uh, for the most of us, we are in New Jersey, and the bulk of our shows are in New Jersey. Okay. Um, Many of us are also solar performers, which means you can contract us out for other events, either in New York or Philadelphia or what have you. Uh, but many of us are also strictly working with White Elephants. And what White Elephants' basic uh, con- contribution to burlesque in general is a theatricality and scene burlesque, essentially. That's S-C-E-N-E, uh, to represent uh, storytelling and mm-hmm. also having uh, a point A to a point B to a C in the span of the burlesque act. So there okay. is striptease, there is vaudeville, there is comedy, there's drama, there's a lot going on. And uh, the goal is to entertain, but to also accomplish something during the number. In addition to every once in a while, we'll just take off our clothes really slowly. That's oh, fun, that's too. Good. That's fun, too. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a tough sell for an hour. Yes. It <laughs> is. It is. Do it real slow. Yeah, do it really slow. Well, not we don't do we don't do 60-minute stripteases, but that is a challenge that I would be up for. <laughs> He's been on that shoe I've been waiting <laughs> minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just lace after lace. Oh, I'm so into it. Come on. Did, did, can you define burlesque for uh, our listeners? I can, but I would be um, <laughs> terribly... No, no, no. I can. <laughs> the thing is, burlesque means a lot of, lots of different types of people, different sorts of people, and even different performers. Um, burlesque as an idea is uh, often associated with the striptease art of uh, taking off bits of clothing, very 
sensuously and very um, teasingly uh, for an audience. Uh, it has its roots in vaudeville. So there were converted movie houses and converted vaudeville theaters after they lost all their money. And they, they said, well, what do we do? Okay, we'll get some comedy acts. We'll get some girls to dance. What makes people want to sit in the seats? We'll have them take off their clothes. Mm -hmm. And depending on where in the United States, and of course this also was in Europe, um, you went, there were different restrictions for what you could take off, how you could take it off, <laughs> where on the stage you could take it off. So there, really? there's we promise like, yeah. this is the naked zone. Well, there's no backstage. These women there have is no actually, clothes. There are expressions are like, oh, you have to do New York coverage. You have to do Boston coverage, Chicago coverage. And what that okay. means, and there actually are uh, resources online if you're curious to see what specifically you had to have covered at all times. Uh, for many individuals, they associate it with pasties, which are just to cover the areola. Some uh, venues, even in New Jersey, you have to do the underboob. As it were, so you have like it's like a, it's like a it's either a bra without the cups or it's like fringe or something that you put underneath. But generally speaking, the orb, as it will, is freestanding. <laughs> um, but it still has to have okay the pasty or the tassels or what have you, and. Um, some places the under like some guy some, some senator was like I don't want to see any underboob. A lot of a lot of these <laughs> are, a lot of these laws are hundreds of years old, and a lot of them yeah. are by town. So it's not even oh, really? well, New Jersey. It's it's Boone to New Jersey. You have to do it this way. <laughs> in uh, there's a, a, a Danella in New Jersey. There's a, a club called Roxy and Dukes, which I've performed at. They have an underboob rule. <laughs> so and that can be a challenge. That can be something that if you are touring, if you do perform in right. a lot of different venues, you may not expect something like that. So you always have to know in advance as a performer what, you, what your coverage rules you are. You guys have like a troop historian? Well, I mean, see, uh, well, as a, as a director, I, I make sure that I vet all the shows. So mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to know all of that so that right. when I'm booking a show, I'm booking not only performers but specific acts that work for that venue. And that's not even just coverage. That's also music choice. That's wardrobe choice, any other stylistic choices, how I think that the audience will be, what the audience of that venue will be receptive to. Um, I take it very seriously, and I take it very um, uh, to heart. I sort of see it almost like well, a community theater environment. Uh, yeah. It seems to be very important. You it don't is. want to be the burlesque troupe that got arrested for overly no. underboob. No. <laughs> and also, there, there are, um, while there are troops across uh, the country, there are also a lot of strictly producer shows, which basically means that a producer will handpick six or seven performers for a night, but they're not technically in a troupe. With White okay. Elephant, we're drawing from the same 14-person well, for the most part. Gotcha. We'll have special guests, and we have mm. some people who float and swing and do all of that. Um, but we have a committed cast. Essentially, gotcha. gotcha. And everyone ha represents sort of either a different style, a different idea, a different presentation. Um, for example, one of my performers, Halloween, is our screen queen. Good she's, news. Good she's name. spooky and she's ooky and she's all about that. She does a lot of horror-based acts. Uh, she also does a lot of cosplay acts. She's actually the director of Cosplay Burlesque. Yes, um, I'm familiar with them. And uh, <laughs> she does a lot of anime conventions and things like that. Her references are either horror, anime, or video games a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I love about her uh, work in particular is that she'll do sta she'll do classic burlesque she'll do the va 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 voom but she'll be Jason Voorhees and I kind of <laughs> love that I, I like being scared that. like I'd always dreamed yeah and we have other performers um, 
uh, we, that uh, that do different things. We have uh, Regina Stargazer who has multiple personalities on stage, not in real life, <laughs> and uh, that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> it would explain some things. Uh, and she has she has sort of a, a mystic uh, character. She has a very vamp, take the glove off, slow burn sort of. Uh, she also has a um, evil clown character. When and that that sort of gets into the topic of does burlesque always have to be sexy? Does it always have to turn you on in a sexual way? Or can it also be just jaw-dropping? And I'm okay. cool with just jaw-dropping. It doesn't always have to be about, uh, it doesn't have to be. Um, if you're turned on by it, then great. That's fabulous. <laughs> um, but uh, also, it's, it's, it's different things. And that's why in an hour, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff go down, depending gotcha. on, on what type of show we're doing. And what show are you doing here? We are well. We did a show on Friday. Uh, this is being recorded on Saturday. Yes. And uh, Friday it was speakeasy based, which meant everything was 1930s or 40s inspired. Mm -hmm. um, either music was actually from that era, or it was music from today or recently that sounds mm -hmm. like that era. And we took on other characters. We told a storyline. That's a lot of what we do. We do a lot of concept storyline shows okay. where not only does an act tell a full story, oh, the like entire the whole show, show. That's really has cool. a narrative, essentially, often without narration. So gotcha. you can follow it and say sort of like different portraits of characters as you go. That is not done nearly enough. I love it. I really, really love it. And that's possibly because I, I come from a, a community theater background yeah, as a child. Right. And I, I grew up in Rocky Horror. And I love, uh, I love that. Because that'll hold my attention. Like, I, yeah. I don't go to a lot of concerts, and, uh, and nobody does it, but I, I used to go to Rob Zombie concerts mm -hmm. sometimes when I was younger, and he will do an entire, like an ongoing story it's throughout his... album on stage. Yeah, yeah he's almost doing yeah. a musical with Rob yeah. Zombie music. I'm like, this is really... in puppet it's and stuff. Yeah, he does yeah, a whole... I love... I love uh, we've, done, we've done Wonderland. We did um, a Candyland-themed show. Not Candyland the game, but like a candy-themed... <laughs> uh, Which would still... We could still do it. Yeah. Oh, you got Don't limit yourself. Um, and we've also had um, we had a, ho a haunted hotel, which is my currently. Although I love all of the shows that <laughs> I put together, um, it's still my favorite. It's called the Gilman Hotel, and it was uh, the hauntings of this one hotel over the years. We got to explore a lot of different eras, a lot of different types of people who would be in a hotel. And I loved, okay. I loved that, and I want to revisit that soon. That and sounds awesome. Tonight uh, or today, I should say. Because uh, we are an afternoon burlesque group sometimes. <laughs> uh, at a con, it's a little weird. Yeah, it's a little yeah. weird, and I love it anyway, because that means we have an early evening, which means we're going to get drunk and play Cards Against Humanity. There you go. Oh, um, cool. I was wondering. I'm ready. I was looking for groups. That is, so that is, that is our backstage <laughs> revelry. That's how hardcore it gets. <laughs> the groupies, not so much. <laughs> but give me some vodka and, yeah. and, some, and some game for horrible people. I'm ready. Exactly. And, and though we have Batman, uh, Batman themed today. Excellent. And, and is that going to have a narrative through it as well? Or? Um, in so much that it has all recognizable characters from the Batman continuum. Okay. But there's no, Batman is going to meet this villain. And then okay. he meets this. No, it's he not that. He gets his back it's broken, then he does a number in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, it basically, it, it's, a, it's going to be a traditional burlesque show in that it's going to be act after act after act. Okay. Um, most of our shows are not emceed, which I know for a number of burlesque um, presentations or producers that's like a why would you do that <laughs> ours right. is timing and venue if we were in a club sure mcoa but when we're on stage we want to get as much out there as possible mm -hmm. yeah and so we sort of treat it like it's a concert and that, that way. makes sense yeah and then uh so it's going to just be it's going to be a, a fairly traditional white elephant uh presentation just everything is batman themed uh and you may see some characters in other acts making little cameos now and then <laughs> 
Um, I will be the Joker. Uh, Excellent. Your your listeners can't hear that my makeup. Yeah. Uh, yes. I have a I have a I have a face that is covered in clown white <laughs> lipstick and mascara. Yes. Which is my general look, and I'll be amping it up. It's and casual. It's my casual it's my daytime. <laughs> my daytime. Casual clown. I actually performance clown. had a question for you because we have met before briefly. Oh no! What did I say? No, you no. didn't no. say anything. This is vengeance time right now. We were no no. Yeah, I got we punked. <laughs> it was just it, it's a it's moment an that has stood out in my life for its <laughs> uniqueness. Uh, we were doing a show at another convention similar to this called uh, the Geeky Kink Event mm-hmm. that you guys were at. Yes. And we do a, a panel called Beyond the Tentacle Japanese Fetishes. Which you oh, you were see before us. Yes, we were right before you. So you do kind of remember. You had the screen. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I we put up a that. screen so we could project stuff. And, and we then changed you guys behind used it. it as a <laughs> yes, I remember. Uh, we do a thing where essentially a person gets poked with pool noodles, but we're like, oh, it's tentacles and it's fun. Uh, and we were like, oh, it's a kinky thing. So we'll tie her to the chair. So Noah's like, I don't know how to do nothing. No, I don't. I was a, not a Boy Scout. A professional dominatrix stood up from the audience and was like, I got move. This. I got this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. were like, yes. And ties this girl to a chair. We do the thing. And then I'm trying to get them undone. And I'm like, these are very well done. I can't. So was I just, it, was I'm it like, like a bosun knot? I don't know. <laughs> not a clue. <laughs> so I'm like, the show needs to go on. I'm just going to drag her backstage. We'll deal with it. I'm like, I gotta leave you here, and she's like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, she and was I'm cool like, with it, which was. But nice. she was blindfolded. I'm like, well, I'll take the blindfold off, so you're not like creeped and she's out. Like, and no, then I, I want it on. I look up, and there is a Joker just standing in the shadows right in front of her. <laughs> and I was like, I'll leave yeah. the blindfold on. You'll be yeah. thankful. Yeah, yeah. It's and then she stayed there for like 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We, we put on some weird shows. But I saw your picture when I saw the thing for the podcast. I was like, we've met. Yes. <laughs> we've met in the yeah. shadows. Yeah, I, I, and the, um, the presentation that White Elephant has, I, I really love that it lends itself to different types of events mm-hmm. so that we can mm-hmm. do something like Kiki Kink, which is a little bit more, well, obviously, it's a little bit more fetish-based. Yes. Um, yeah. The the rules and restrictions, just like Boston, Chicago, New York, and that mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a difference in what it was expected and also asked of mm-hmm. us, uh, and it gives a l- not. I wouldn't say freedom because there is there's a, there's a certain freedom also in restriction. That's a very fetish based line, isn't yeah. it? Um, <laughs> because it's it, a t-shirt. Yeah, put that on a shirt. <laughs> um, because it does force you to be creative mm-hmm. and also to really, in a, in, a, in a manner of speaking, even if you don't do classic or traditional burlesque, to amp up the the reference point of being teasy mm-hmm. because you right. have to just show enough. And, gotcha. and sometimes it's fun to show everything, depending on what the situation is. And also what I love about doing an, uh, a show that's roughly an hour, we'll have all of that. You'll see acts where some people don't take very much off at all, right? and then you'll see acts where people take everything off. And it's up to the audience what, fi- what they find more erotic. Gotcha. Yeah. I always prefer that in a burlesque show. Like, some, there's a difference between, like, oh, that's arousing to me, and that's hot. Like, right. My creative brain finds that hot. Right. Uh, and also, I mean, I've I've had individuals. I I work um, in New York as a solo performer, um, as Victor Devon, as opposed to Just White Elephant. And I've had people who have said, "Why the face? Like, why can't you just perform without the face?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, because well, one, I don't have to. <laughs> uh, if you don't like it, you don't got to book me. That is, that's, that's, that's how I work. It. You're going to deal." But it's also it's it's. And I've had people who've been like, but and I've, this is nice to hear that I'm handsome underneath. But it's not just being hand, it's not just about being handsome. And then I wouldn't necessarily say that the acts that I do are just about being handsome any more than the women that are performing. It's just about them being beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, it's about them showing you 
a, a moment in time that they're pr it's usually a skill set mm -hmm. right. if they're using fans that is a damn skill <laughs> and i use fans and it's you if you don't know how to use them you will crash and burn and the audience <laughs> is just gonna be like this is terrible yeah um or if you are if you're even if even just modeling posing is it's a skill set you have to have stage presence. You have mm -hmm. to have facial expressions. You have to look at the people you're performing for or make the conscious choice not to. If you're going to lip sync, that lip sync better be tight as hell. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to look like you just fell off the subway <laughs> and you said, I'll do a show. It's a Godzilla <laughs> movie. It's, these, are, these, are, these are things that you should take. As an audience, you should take for granted because if you notice it, then they're doing it mm -hmm. wrong. We gotcha. shouldn't, as performers, take it for granted, but the audience shouldn't know. Gotcha. That so. makes sense. So why White Elephant? Why the name? White Elephant. Uh, well, the first show that we did was actually in in September two thousand six. Okay. Um, we were. Uh, I have. A, I had a co-director at the time, Faye, and she was asked uh, uh, to do a burlesque show because this uh, event coordinator knew the Rocky Horror cast that we were a part of and said, "You guys take off your clothes on stage. We want a burlesque show. See what you can do with that. We want <laughs> okay. fifteen minutes." And so um, she started to wrangle it and realized that it was a lot to deal with. She asked for assistance. I helped construct the show, um, worked with some of the performers, and we did a, a, a tight as a drum, 15, 20 minutes, and that was sort of it. That was it. We didn't have a name. We didn't have anything. And then come the new year, I'm like, I'm itching for it. Right. I'm still doing Rocky Horror at that point. I'm still performing. I'm still, but I want to like, I want to, I want to do more of this. This is really exciting. And I, I had a love for burlesque before I started performing it. And all of a sudden, we got a call. We got an email that's saying, we saw you at this other event. Could you do mine? We're like, <laughs> okay, well, then we need a name. We need some rules. We need some figuring out how we're going to do it. We need, and so we, uh, we did a couple, we did research, Google, and we found um, an expression called white elephant, which is basically, uh, it is something that you put all your money into, but does not actually pay you back. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, a lot of a lot of mansions are called white elephants because the upkeep is so ridiculous. A lot of construction sites are called white elephants because what ends up come what ends up being on the foundation will never make the money that it took to construct it. <laughs> okay. Often it can be streamlined as it's a labor of love, um, but for the most part, it's a, it's a it's a it's a nod or a jab or a joke that um, that we're all very um, struggling, starving artists. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and burlesque, because we wanted to be clear what we do, even though we are we run the gamut in burlesque. And society, because we needed to say, well, team, troop. But S allows us to call ourselves webs, and that's really helpful. Or we burlesque, because the W-E burlesque. And I like to be able to have that kind of play with words if I need it. Gotcha. And gotcha. there are some people who don't even know us as White Elephant. They just call us webs. Oh, really? They may not know what it stands for. I um, saw that on the schedule. Yeah, and I didn't know what it was. Yes, yeah, I often say uh, if I'm writing, I often say white elephant burlesque just to save space or 140 right. characters. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but many people know us as multiple things. Some people just know us as white elephant. They don't even think of the rest of it. So, oh, interesting. So, and, and or sometimes you're like you're the guys who do burlesque. That's something. Yeah, that's scary. that's a good that name. Too. We get the, you're the funny people a lot. That's always <laughs> good. That's gratifying. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be recognized in any in any state. Absolutely, any, <laughs> yeah. So we all, we're also big nerds, so we li always like to geek out on our mm -hmm. show a little bit. So I always want to ask our guests, what is your biggest geek out moment? Just like someone you met or something that happened that you were um, just overcome with the wonderful nerd joy. All right. Well, I have to say this is this is probably it was actually not burlesque uh, related. Doesn't but need to be. That's fine. 
but it is Rocky Horror related, actually. Uh, one of the, the benefits of being in a Rocky Horror cast and actually being in a fairly prolific Rocky Horror <laughs> cast in New Jersey, um, the home of happiness. Um, it is? <laughs> that's what they were called. That's, that's what their name is, the home of happiness. And uh, they Oh, I thought you were saying New Jersey was the, the home, home of happiness. happiness. <laughs> I was like, I don't think anyone's ever in said that. In its own <laughs> special way. Um, <laughs> but when I was working with, with Home of Happiness, I had the um, bizarre pleasure of doing a show in Nyack, New York, for Barry Botswick, the original Brad Majors. Oh, wow. And not only was he there, but he stayed for most of the show. Like He, <laughs> he walked in and out. I think for him, he's seen it enough. Yeah. Um, and he knows where this is going. But he knows. But th what I love about it is that he he respects the audience. He respects the fans. And he, he kind of loves that people dress like him. And he was very, 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 very nice. And I played Brad that night. Oh, wow. So I didn't actually have the face on. Uh, it does come off. But um, <laughs> So I played Brad. And one of the things that we often did as Home of Happiness was that the uh, when Frank and Brad have their love scene, uh, we... It's hard to do a bed on stage, so we brought it into the audience. We do it on top of people. Well, I did Brad and Frank love scene on top of Barry Boswick, <laughs> and it was awesome. And, Wait a minute! And he got a phone call from his wife during it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty great because as the Frank who we were working with at the time was pretending to go down on him. I can say that on this show. Yeah, right? you're fine. you can say whatever you want. It's Going <laughs> down on him, um, he was like, "I'm sorry, honey, I'm getting blown." And <laughs> See, I thought he'd be like, "No, it's happening again." No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Tuesday. It's here. It's, it's just, it's just too much. And that was that was probably um, one of the the coolest geek moments because it's it's a person from the movie during the movie on top of <laughs> and it like and I was super meta. I was dressed like him. I was more right. dressed like him than he was. It was very, very strange. It was very, very strange. Yeah, very, I do very love difficult. him because I know that during one of like the anniversary shows, uh, he came out as Brad and yelled at the crowd yes. for being there. Yes. <laughs> it's like that this is terrible. Yes. How dare you I How love dare you call much. me an asshole? You're all assholes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So uh, you're doing a, a Batman-themed, whoa, excuse me, mm. uh, themed burlesque show. Uh, are you guys all mostly nerds or Many geeks? of us are. I am geek adjacent, I like to say. <laughs> um, because I do, I mean, I, I revel in all things pop culture. Right. And what I, and that always has been my, that's always been how, what I bring to the table in a social conversation. It's part of being, when I grew up, I was the youngest. And I didn't have a lot to say other than what I contribute from knowing about pop culture. So I would read magazines, I would listen to the, every type of music, I would, I would just at least an, a know enough to say a sentence. Okay. And I had somebody in the hall mention Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I know it has to do with dragons. I know that Baromir got his head chopped off. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's this red wedding that half of you don't want to talk about. Yeah. That's You've enough. got three yeah. seasons That's right there. That's she? Yes. I feel pretty good. Go. Um, in terms of Batman, I did grow up um, a very big fan of Batman. Oh, yeah. And I, I, when I was a child, I went through a lot of phases. Um, there was a time when I, I loved Dick Tracy, and it was all about Dick Tracy. Uh, that, really? would be that would be Dick 1990. Tracy as well. Um, and, there, and there was a time when I was really obsessed with um, either a certain musical or a certain film or what have you. And Batman, since they came out like every four, every four years or so, yeah. mm -hmm. that was really helpful. Because by, just by the time I had started to dwindle, it was something that was cool again. <laughs> um, gotcha. Because at 89, when the Tim Burton Batman came out, big, big time. Oh, my God, that was And then 89. it was playing on TV. And then I saw Batman Returns in the theater in 92, and I wanted to be Catwoman. Let's just be honest. 
let's just be honest. Everyone wants. I don't care who you are. You want another Catwoman. Yeah, Catwoman is pretty awesome. And then when Batman Forever came out, I could appreciate the camp value. I didn't mind it. I understood. I followed it. Yeah. It's all right, Joel Schumacher. You can forgive yourself. No, it's not all right, Joel Schumacher. I know. Don't tell him that. Well, I didn't say Batman and Robin. I didn't say that. I didn't go that far. Um, I don't think I've successfully gotten through that movie. I don't know why I keep trying. What, Batman and Forever or Batman and Robin? Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Because I wanted to do an experiment where I wanted to see what the first line of dialogue that was not a joke in Batman yeah. and Robin was, <laughs> and that was a solid like thirty minutes in, and I'm like, you know what? I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I did see that too, and I, it's a very pretty movie. I mean, it's like garishly pretty. You have to like, yeah. you have to have really bad taste to like it, and I have terrible taste. It, it looks like action figures. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like no, of course, it, they, they looks they, rubbery. They made like. every action figure possible out of that. <laughs> they really thought it was gonna be a lot bigger than it was. They really thought that the audience was going to be much cooler with it. <laughs> they were like, what, really? You don't like this? What's yeah. wrong with you? They were so surprised. Kids but it, it, love George Clooney. It yeah. looks like they had watched a 90s action figure commercial, and yes. they were like, that's probably that's what, what we Batman want. That's is. That's what we want. We'll have Joker stand up on these purple see-through blocks that you don't know where to get them, and then a plastic missile hit the blocks. They'll tumble <laughs> over. Tumble. Batman And we'll have a whole bunch of ice puns. Yeah. 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 As long as we're cool. No, I mean, that, that's the problem with... with uh, Stunt casting, <laughs> yeah. Um, when you're stunt casting every role, mm-hmm. um, but then, but still, I, 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 I was okay with it. And but I also read the comics. Uh, only '90s. I, I lost track of it after a certain point, and then and people die, and then come back. And um, <laughs> yeah, welcome to the comics. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's sort of how it is. And I love it. My favorite, however, is the animated series. Yeah, oh, that's oh, absolutely. That's a lot of people's like one Batman. Exactly. That was four o'clock after school. Mm-hmm. Double, double header. I'm ready. <laughs> oh yeah. And what I loved about that is because they did a lot of two parters, which and they knew that they always they always had part one, and then it was followed by part two in the same afternoon. Mm-hmm. They were no fools, and I loved that. And I love Kevin Conroy will always be uh, Batman. Oh Batman. yeah, absolutely. Regardless of Christian Bale, who physically has it down, but vocally not so much. Um, let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, and also, you know, um, uh, Adrian Barbeau as Catwoman and and Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn. These are like and iconic. They, that show introduced Harley Quinn. Yes, it like did. Created it did. Quinn. And now everyone knows mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, and you can't get around her. The only no. problem I have with Harley Quinn, besides the oversaturation mm-hmm. I get from Harley, is that if you look at any of the video games where she is being represented, she doesn't look like a clown anymore. No, she no. doesn't look like well, a Harley Quinn. And that I have problems See, with. See, it made a little bit of sense in the first game, uh, uh, Arkham Asylum, because she was a nurse. And that's I was like, different. look, it's, I'm being goofy, I'm dressed as a nurse. Yes, and it's like, well, different. then why, why are you still doing it? But then <laughs> you throw her into her, her steampunk fatigues, as it were, and you lose <laughs> clown. You do. Yeah. yeah. You, you lo- she, looks, she looks like, um, and she's stunning. I mean, it's still the artwork is freaking amazing, but she's like Harley to me. No. no. If, if, and honestly, I love, uh, I love the traditional... Uh, Harley Quinn look. Yeah, the red, the yeah. red it's, black. It's it, why mess with it? And I'm cool. With, I mean, I'm cool with reinterpretation and all of that. But I'm I'm sort of bothered that the like the last four versions of her mm-hmm. have all been based on this very cheerleader me, version. Of it her. bothers me that they took a very attractive woman in a skin tight suit and somebody went, "We need to sex this up." Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, yeah. really? I'm yeah. getting applause. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Well, they couldn't take any more off. Poison Ivy. I mean, that she was she was pretty naked as they. As yeah, they that's true. Which is super unnecessary. Well, like, well, it's just her power is that she is irresistible. So she could just wear a snuggie <laughs> and be good. Sweatpants, like whatever. Come yeah. here. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, it's irresistible. Like, I'm surprised she... Now I'm just going to wear the leaf today. Like, come on. <laughs> just the twig. Chilly. Just the twig. Chilly. <laughs> so um, I did love, I did love uh, Batman. And since, again, since I don't, key, I don't have as many, I'm not as thorough a reference point for everything, I wanted to, uh, once we heard villains and vixens as the theme, spoke to the cast, everyone was like, Batman. Yeah. Batman. Solid choice. Batman. And then it was just figuring out who played who and what characters we wanted to make represented. I'm happy very happy with who we got to represent who and the, the villains that you will see or will have been seen and uh, the versions of them as well. Do you have again, a Riddler? A, we do have Riddler. Oh, that's exciting. We do. We have a, we have a, we have a, a lady Riddler. Ooh. Yes. And you have to solve puzzles for her to take her clothes off? <laughs> I'm not telling anything. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I really want to go. Do you have a super croc? I'm sorry? Super croc? Killer croc. We killer do not, croc. We do not have killer croc. He was super croc, croc before. Well, he was I'm at sorry. one point, you know. No, we. Um, That's but we where have, I knew him. We have many of the of the expecteds, but we have versions of the uh, of of, uh, of the expecteds. Like for yeah. example, our Catwoman um, is gown Catwoman. It's the purple huh. dress Catwoman, Ooh. which I love. That's my favorite. Classy I mean, I love Selena Kyle. My favorite is actually probably the Jim Ballant Catwoman from the '90s when Catwoman had her own comic at first. Right, right. I mean, it was again. It was also. It was like Catwoman and her breasts, <laughs> but. As as a as that a was gay the full man, title. <laughs> didn't bother. I didn't really think of it like that. I just <laughs> thought she's awesome, and uh, I thought that uh, we'd represent things in an interesting way. Because again, uh, everyone knows Batman. Yeah. If you want to see Batman, you can see it anywhere. Let's give what what Elephant would do as Batman. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool. Very very cool. Now we end all of our uh, all of our shows with a game. Okay. So we always bring prizes. Uh, our prize this week. Uh, I brought the Plus Two Comedy Natural Funny DVD. This is our stand-up DVD. Uh, we're doing stand-up uh, tonight <laughs> at some point. Check your schedules. I, don't, <laughs> I have no changing. idea what I'm doing. And uh, I also have uh, Halloween on Blu-ray. <laughs> the Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, <laughs> Halloween on Blu-ray. <laughs> That's our prize. Just put tape over that part. <laughs> let people get excited. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And uh, what oh, did you bring, Victor? I, I brought, because um, burlesque performers are super shy and not at all... Um, Big whores for themselves. I brought <laughs> that's good, that's a true. shirt that says the White Elephant Burlesque Society with our logo on it. And also a glossy picture of me. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say envelope. <laughs> UPS envelope. That's just fantastic. Now, the game we always play is host versus guest versus audience. So okay. we need an audience member to compete for these prizes. But our rule is, since we put up prizes, you guys should have to put up a prize as well for us to win, <laughs> because we brought these cool things. So has anyone here brought anything that they're willing to put up? Nickels? Quarters? I don't care. Everyone's just this staring at me. This wasn't on the me. signage. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. no, you're right. I will buy you a drink. Oh, a drink. That's anyone else? Go. Anyone want to go better than a drink? May I suggest two drinks? <laughs> two drinks is good. All right, come on up here. Give it a hand for this guy. Come on. Yeah, we got we got a mic sitting there for you. Thanks. Introduce yourself, special guest audience member. Matthew, hi. Hi, Matthew. Uh, Thank hi, you for Matthew. coming up here and offering to buy us a drink if we win. <laughs> uh, the game we're going to play, I try to cater it a little bit towards our guests, and since you're a burlesque artist. Artist? That's fine. Okay. Uh, you can call artist. me an artist. <laughs> I just did. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to play the Mr. Skin game. <laughs> I will give you a person, and you tell me what movie they were naked in. Okay. Mm. All right. Simple as that. Now, the way this works is, uh, Matthew, I want to have you go first since you're from the audience. How naked? Uh, breast, butt, 
genitalia. Okay. All right. Do we get partial credit if it was just their breasts? Yeah, like that's what I meant. Like, oh, it was just yeah, because thinking about Jennifer Connelly, she was topless and talk into the microphone. She, it okay, so, sorry. So, like, I was about to say Jennifer Connelly was bottomless and requiem for a dream, but she was topless and other stuff. So, how does that count? All right. First off, apparently we had, we picked a pro out of the audience <laughs> yeah. for this game. He's like, I'm sorry. This is how the game should be played. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I did a bunch of research. If there's breast or butt or or uh, genitalia, <laughs> only what the paper says. Yeah, it's just. I have all the movies that it happened in, so okay. all you do, need to do is give me one. Okay. I also have some people in here that have never been naked, so <sighs> that's going to throw a twist. But should things. they have been? But they should have been. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we're not expected to know if they had like a double. Yeah. It's just implied nudity, I hope. <laughs> no, maybe. We will see. Is their body naked is how this game works. Okay, and the way this works to make it more complicated uh, – if you do not know the answer to the question, you can dare one of our compi- one of your competitors to answer the question. If they get it wrong, you'll get one point. But if they get it right, they'll get two points. Ah. So be okay. careful. The, if you also dare, they also have the choice to dare then the third person, making that up to four points. Is this a very low-scoring game? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, so Matthew, I have 15 questions here. Which one would you like? Thirteen. Number thirteen. Nice. Thirteen is Chris Rock. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Don't give it away. <laughs> yeah, use that poker face. Matthew, what do you think? Do you want to answer or do you want to dare someone else? Chris Rock. God damn it. Uh I'm going to dare, but not Victor because he knows All right. it. Alright, Will. Uh Dogma. Dogma is correct. Poker face. He was naked in Dogma <laughs> and in Grown Ups 2. Just his butt, though. Yeah, it was, it was just, just oh, his right. butt. Oh, right, because he fell from the sky. Kevin right. Smith gives him his jacket. Yeah. So he named a Kevin Smith movie. That was not fair for me. <laughs> All right, Victor, it is your choice. Uh-oh. Uh I'll go with four. Number four is Kirsten Dunst. Huh. Okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Uh... She's she's been in lots of artsy stuff though, like throw her in Lars von Trier. I'm sure she's got naked there. What was that called? Oh God, what was that called? <laughs> <laughs> she was, it was she, no. The poster had her in water. Uh, was she topless in Marie Antoinette? That is correct. Ah! Was topless in Marie Antoinette. Also, Melancholia. That's the that's Lars von Trier. There you go. And all good things, which nobody saw. Yeah, which nobody saw. So it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good a thing. All right. Will, your choice. Uh, number eight. Number eight is William Defoe. William Defoe. I know he does a lot of things I'm not familiar with. <laughs> things That's that true. aren't Spider-Man or Boondock Saints. Was he naked in Spider-Man or Boondock Saints? He was Saints? not naked in either of those. He dressed like a woman in Boondock Saints. And he pulled it off for well. Him. Yeah. He did. No, he looked really good, but he just wasn't naked. Yeah. It would have given him away, I feel like. Mm-hmm. His, his disguise. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, dare Matthew. Matthew, fast to you, William Defoe. God damn it. Uh, also, not naked in platoon. If that helps. I feel like I should know this. Uh, <laughs> William Defoe. Yeah. Y- so you know what? I'm going to dare Victor. Just Ooh, Victor. Ooh, what the hell? This is for four points. The thing is, though, he, it was a Madonna movie, so I know this. Uh, uh, he, uh, he shows uh. it, he shows his ass and body of evidence. 
Yes, he does. <laughs> is right correct. Is, is Last Temptation of Christ on there, too? Yes, Last right, Temptation. Do you want to do all of them? Because there's a list. <laughs> no. No, it was between that or the other, and then I remembered. Yeah. Last Temptation of Christ. Also, Roadhouse 66. Autofocus and Antichrist. I right, know, I Autofocus. Don't know no, Autofocus was uh, bought the Bob Crane one. So, which was which was oddly well done in a creepy, you know, strangle your lover sort of way. See, what's weird about this one, and I'm glad you guys picked it because when I looked up the information, I was like, oh, I should look up William Defoe. He was naked in Boondock Saints, and he's well, not. No. Nope. Yeah. I thought he no. was. There's. Mm. He's in bed with his lover not at one naked. point. No. It's that L-shaped right. sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yes. It's just above the <laughs> rest below yeah. the navel, and she's probably right. Oh no, he's with no. the dude. Yeah, oh, oh well, I'm sorry, I don't know the film. It, it yeah. was a lowercase O. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> both both waists are covered in that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. oh well, maybe the special director's cut. <laughs> he's naked in other things though. That's true. Just, yeah. Yeah. You can get so The All right, Matthew, we're back to you. Uh, which one would you like? Uh, let's try 15. Number 15 is Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. <laughs> the audience upset about this one. <laughs> Need to go through her movies in my head. Hold on a sec. Well, not the professional. No. Not. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first movie. Uh, I have to there, start there are somewhere. Individuals. There are individuals. I mean, <laughs> she's a on. professional. No. She's not going to get She's off <laughs> okay, Kristen Dunst was like eleven in v- interview with a vampire. She didn't get naked. She, she wasn't naked. She she was close. But there was still. Oh, I, I, see, I don't want to say the actors that did because she might be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no. Victor playing with some strategy <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Got it. Uh, I want no. the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really uh, nice shirt. Natalie Portman. Uh, where the heart is? Uh, I was on the website too. You would think that I would know this. Oh, God damn it. Natalie Portman. Yeah. I'm just so bad at this. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Except Jennifer Connelly has. Uh, God well, damn if it. you hit that Jennifer yeah, Connelly one. That I'm said, and I told everyone the answer anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh. You can always pass. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so... I had dared Will than Victor, so I'll dare Will again. Will? <sighs> Natalie Portman. Oh, I know you love her, so I'm I surprised d- that it's not like, well, let me get the list out. I'm going through my brain because I know that that was my problem. There's a couple of movies where she's like scantily clad, but I don't believe she gets fully yeah, naked. I'm the, I'm the same. I'm gonna say she doesn't. Ever? Yeah. That's that's your mm-hmm. your guess. Yes. Okay, she's in the Nudity Hall of Fame. Uh, oh. According to Mr. Skid. <laughs> uh, no strings attached. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, Hotel Char- Carvel? Carvel? I don't know what that is. Goya Ghost? I don't know what that is either. <laughs> Closer. That was my guy. Yeah, that's that's so. Closer, she plays the stripper. I and didn't think she got... I, I think she shows the breasts. Uh, yes. I, see, I thought she still had her clothes on. And technically, V for Vendetta. There's a little nipplage. Oh, uh, when she's... Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, it's almost an editing mistake. It was just like, we probably should have cut if that out of the movie. If there weren't all those other examples, I'd argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> but there were a lot more. Yeah. V, v for Vendetta, I would not have given at all. Yeah. Thanks. Points yeah, to Matthew's Matthew. got my back. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wondered about Black Swan because I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I know that there's no, a sex scene, I, but I didn't know. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've never seen Black Swan. I saw Swan, Black Swan. <laughs> but I really want to. But Mila Kunis is. She, I that. think yeah. she does. It's all, it's all magic. Well, I'll look it up all later. <laughs> yeah. The website we'll prove the validity yeah. of this game yeah. shortly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Victor, it's your choice. Yes. Oh, uh, have we done one yet? Let's we do one. Uh, one is Halle Berry. She did. She got naked in Monsters Ball. That is correct. And, and she was topless in Swordfish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, th which is why I I think that might have been my first movie boobs that I can really remember. <laughs> that that are Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah Starship Troopers. Yeah. Underrated movie. Especially because you have the random shower scene that they just walk in. It's like, oh, we're fighting a war, but let's just go take a shower. Like, yeah. They're very open. Yeah. They had, they had big bugs to worry about. They didn't care about nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, but why the More shower in the things. first place? Because fan service. Okay. I'm good. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Let's be legitimate. Okay. <laughs> All right, Will, it's your choice. We'll no. see how much time we have left for this game. Yeah, we're doing good. Go ahead, Will. I'm two, because I don't know. Number two at. is Zoe G D Chanel. De Chanel. De Chanel. De Chanel. New girl. <laughs> What's her face? Yeah. Quirky. Keep the one that can't tell if it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say that she hasn't. That's your guess? Yes. No. No? There's one film, it's called Gigantic. <laughs> Her, I only know, because she, she wrote an article about not wanting to I'm guessing that was pre-fame. So, yeah, I guess. It's probably pre -fame. They were like, here's a bag of money, and she was like, well, well yeah. my opinion has changed. Here's my boobies. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more round here. So, Matthew, go ahead and start us off. Uh, three? Number three is Jennifer Aniston. Well, I know <laughs> she was naked in Esquire magazine. Was she actually naked in... Was it a film? <laughs> no, well, well, I was about to say, was she actually naked in Were a they movie? recording while she was playing? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to turn this issue of Esquire magazine into a film. <laughs> we are, like, a hair's breadth from doing that. In I was about to say, <laughs> so, some of those We're running plots out of ideas. Are, yeah, yeah, some of those plots are so shallow and now in movies now. Why not do an Esquire? Oh, <laughs> uh, goddammit. Uh... She wasn't naked in that shitty Vince Vaughn mi movie, but that doesn't narrow it down of shitty Vince Vaughn movies. Uh, as I said, I just realized how bad I am at this. Unless <laughs> I'm bad when questions on this, so I'll dare. I'll <laughs> That's dare. the entire game. Yeah, no, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I got. I got that now. If if I was just like walking the hallway, I'd probably just be rattling off naked people. But gotcha, it, gotcha. Yeah. It's the tick he has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo, <laughs> Holly Berry, like the Rain Man of, nu of Natalie, Portman. Nudity. Natalie Portman, <laughs> Natalie Portman, Natalie <laughs> Portman, <laughs> except a little bit in Viva Vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> the jury's out. It's arguable. <laughs> so I, I think I'll dare Victor on that one. Victor, just going back and forth. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston. She's gotten bolder in the later <laughs> years. That's the thing. It's like she was very, very safe because she was on Friends, America's Sweetheart, and then she started. She started acting. Doing, ah, he started acting. Um, <laughs> what is it, is it called? The Good Girl? Was she naked in The Good Girl? Is that your guess? That's my guess. That is correct. <laughs> wow, <laughs> very nice. Naked. See, what so I found good. interesting is the two movies that were listed are The Good Girl and The Breakup. Oh, I forgot about that. But, I sort of forgot that but whole But she film. plays a stripper in uh, We're the Millers. <laughs> but wasn't that like And PG she plays like a sex-crazed dentist in uh, uh, Horrible Bosses. And she doesn't get naked in yeah. either, either of them. Right. Well, it wasn't integral to the plot. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Very true. Victor, you are running away with this. I am. So good. pick another number. Uh, have we done five? Number five is Shannon Elizabeth. Oh, well, American Pie. Yep, you got an easy yeah. one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Flying through that one. Also, Dish Dogs? I don't know what that is. 
And Jack Frost, I'm guessing not the Michael Keaton version. <laughs> no, that's oh. a horror movie. That's a horror oh, the movie. horror yeah. movie. But yeah. the, the Michael Keaton... But they like came out the same year. Yeah. I know, yeah. that was so... <laughs> Let's just name them the same. Yeah, but right. the Michael Keaton movie I want to see nudity. the kid's face. Like, I really want to see that movie. Hey, only one of those got a sequel, and it was the horror <laughs> yeah. movie. It was, a, be- it was a better movie. It was Wyatt, exactly. <laughs> but that was the better movie of the two. Of the two sequel? Jack Fr- No, of the two Jack Frosts. <laughs> the, the sequel. Oh, yes, well. No, no, no. When you're, with, really when you're in company like that, the second <laughs> one. you lose. Well, I, th- I think it should follow the proper logic of sequels, which is you have a, mor- a normal movie, then you go Hawaiian, then you go to space. <laughs> so I'd love Jack Frost in space. Oh. So are, well, we, are we waiting for the Brady Bunch movie in space? Yes. Okay. I am. Except Leprechaun. Leprechaun went into the ghetto on the third one. The, the oh, hood. that's true. They went to space ghetto. on the fourth one? Fourth or fifth at that well, point. Whatever it was, they're up it was to. like Leverkon to, to be subversive. Yeah, it was speaking like, of Jack yeah. to break up the molds. Yeah. They forgot to have Jason go Hawaiian, and that's really uh, what I'm upset they, about. That's why yeah. space wasn't good. No, but yeah. it started in summer camp, though. I mean, summer camp. You're working with the Hawaiian motif anyway. It's the summery sort of. Uh, you're really you're reaching pushing. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was about to say that was well argued, but no. I don't want to be popular. So boo. We're all just a little embarrassed for you. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll take us home here. Uh, we, did we do fifteen? Yeah, we did. Did we? Stupid. <laughs> oh, I don't pay attention. Ten. Ten. All right, ten. Thank you. Ten is Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Come on. I, do, I like Paul Rudd. <laughs> I like Paul Rudd. He's uh, looked the same for like the last twenty <laughs> years. He has a portrait in his attic. He does. <laughs> Uh, throw it to Matthew. Matthew. I don't think it matters at this point. <laughs> no, wait. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Let's break this down. Yeah, right. no, because I thought Paul Rudd was Mr. Uh, Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen, but he's not. So now I have to he think. He did kind of look like Paul Rudd. Okay. I will give that to you. So now. But yeah. I believe the naked person in Watchmen is a computer and not a, not a, not a human. <laughs> Like, I don't think they painted anybody in Watchmen. <laughs> I don't know. It was, the way it dangled, it was kind of hard to tell. It, <laughs> it, it, it was just like right yeah, out nobody there. Nobody hangs that well. Yeah. yeah. But Paul he, Rudd would. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If he had gotten that role, he would have hung just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately so, yes. Uh, God. Uh what Paul Rudd movies have I seen? That's a good He's place to start. He's in a lot these days, especially. Yeah, yeah but I haven't seen movies ever. recently. That's well, that's where the challenge comes. This in. is the this is the struggle we face. Right. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here for you. That's true. <laughs> so I'll dare it to Victor because he's taking the game anyway. Yeah, so let's give him the points. Yeah, I don't think he's ever gotten naked. Uh, there are actually four films what? in which he's been naked. All right, so what am I putting on my Netflix queue? This is 40. Oh, I didn't see it. Didn't, yeah. Diggers, which I've that never heard of. I 40-year-old virgin, which I super don't remember. I don't Wait, remember. Yeah, when? When? Yeah. I don't, like, but I feel like I'm Wind always... paper. Uh, yeah. I always feel I like I'm watching it on, on USA, so All I right. guess... That's uh, true. I maybe it's another editing mistake. I mean, maybe you do see some bush when he's doing the... He puts the camera in his pants. No, maybe. No. I don't know. I've only seen it on TV. So I think we all have to go right, rent it. What's, right? go what's the fourth one? Wet Hot American Summer. Ah! Oh, when he's making out with yeah. Michael Ian Black. Uh-huh. Probably. Yeah. Because uh-huh. yeah. I think they all end up making out with Michael Ian Black. I know well, Bradley wow. Cooper does. Who wouldn't? I mean, come yeah. on. 
All right. All right. Well, Thank that's you. pretty right. cool for the game. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only one I've missed so far. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew ended up with one celebrity. point. Will has two, and Victor has nine. Very nice. <laughs> yes. That means Victor is our winner. You owe Victor a drink, <laughs> and I owe him sure. these DVDs. Matthew, thank you so much for giving up, coming no, out this, here. Give this it up for Matthew, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Victor, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, we are at the New Hope Fantasy Fair next week. When does this go up? Um, not sure. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> go to, go to weberlesk.com or facebook.com slash weberlesk. I post there all the freaking time, and you will see our latest schedule and dates. So check us out there. Awesome. Will, anything to add? No. All right, cool. Uh, we are Plus Two Comedy. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to check it out on plus2comedy.podbean.com. We're also available on iTunes and on Stitcher and on podcastland.com. If you enjoyed being here live, we do this every week on Thursday at Jester's Playhouse at 545 Tilton Road in Northfield, New Jersey. be great to see you all again. There are thousands of people here at Internet, just so you know. <laughs> This place is packed. <laughs> uh, so we'd like to thank uh, Twisted World for bringing us out here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to run through shows uh, other than the ones that we're doing here. Uh, we're doing Ask a Supervillain, I think, currently. Now, yeah, right I now, believe I it has already started, <laughs> and we have to run there in uh, <laughs> Summit Room 6. You can ask all your favorite supervillains, different characters. We'll be in costumes. It'll be fun. Uh, we're Don't also doing ruin it. <laughs> Don't break the fourth wall. We're They'll also be there. Yeah, but, like, they also like us. They like to... All right, whatever. Uh, tomorrow, we're also doing the dating game on the main stage, and we're also going to be doing uh, Beyond the Tentacle, which is where we tie people to chairs and poke them with uh, pool noodles, apparently. We'll be doing that uh, tomorrow as well. So, guys, thank you so much for coming out. And as we always say, we'd like to thank Ben Affleck for making this show possible <laughs> and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. <laughs> this is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. Thank you guys so much. This episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon.com. Please click the banner below and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And hey, since you listened all the way to the end, keep an eye out for the new Plus Two Comedy Podcast about wrestling. It's called Keeping the Fabe. It's going to be out like really, really soon. Like really soon. Like it's probably already out. Unless you listen to this like right away. But keep an eye out.